Hi, everybody. I'm Rick Todd. And I'm Jeremy Williams, and you're listening to Wine. Why not? A queer podcast. Episode 19. Ooh, 19. 19. Oh my gosh, two more episodes and we can drink. 19. This is the episode of our new creative designer. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh. is the new 19-year-old we have just hired. Um you know, Why it's funny. His years, though. I, I, I find it funny because when you're, you know, obviously when you're interviewing people, you can't ask them how old they are. But I think it's it's fair to say that, you know, assumptions are made. And so I made an assumption that he was in his mid-20s. Yeah. And when I was doing his orientation, um, I was talking about about something, either like drinking at events or whatever. And I, I said, you're in your you're in your 20s, right? And he looks right at me and he goes, yeah, 19. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. I just yeah. never. I think it's a cross between, well, he's got facial hair. And, you know, I maybe it's something in the water these days. But I don't remember 19-year-olds having full beards back when I was a teenager. Um, also, he carries himself um, a little more mature than what I would think a 19-year-old would. And then the third one is he has the deepest James Earl Jones voice <laughs> Uh, in fact, stay tuned after this. He'll be coming in to do some ASMR for you. Um, we could totally market that. Yeah. Oh, my God. We should do a line of podcast. Every member of the Watermark staff will have their own specific podcast geared to a, uh, a weird subsect of the Internet. You know what? Here's an idea. I love that idea, by the way, uh, to have everybody doing a podcast. Uh, um, I just tried, I, like, my brain was overwhelmed with ideas of what people on staff would do, and it was making me laugh. Uh, but there is an option, a thing we can do on our website, where we can uh, do an audio recording of all the articles. So uh, people can just click to listen to the article. Say you're at the gym and you want to listen to the article. We could have him do that. ASM Watermark article, ASMR. <clears throat> ASMR article. Ron DeSantis. <laughs> was sued today <laughs> i love that's, it that sounded awesome um so what are we drinking today you know i feel like when because we're gonna do this we do this each episode i feel like i should bring a different wine each time to like just spread the wealth but no we're back with the with the the tried and true the menage a trois. you know it's I like it's like insanity right i constantly <laughs> ask i'm seeing what you're drinking i know when you have the little cardboard black box of red wine you and know I, it's a rough week when and, i've got the cardboard box <laughs> and i always ask um no well here's something different it is an open bottle uh it's what i was drinking this weekend and uh i was like hey i've got some left in here and uh why Wait, not just you, bring that you drink wine outside of this podcast i do i do and uh if any of our friends at uh, opd or the orange county sheriffs are listening please don't pull me over because yes i did drive here with an open container but it was i wasn't like drinking it in i don't the car. think it should count if you're not I don't drinking think so either it. but i think it does you know um Having been somebody who, let's say, um, has gone through the DUI process, um, which I have not shared with everybody before, but, you know, I've been, I am mesmerized. <laughs> I am mesmerized at how easy it is and, and, and the circumstances under which you could get a DUI. Yeah. Do you know that if you're, let's say you had two drinks or three drinks, uh, at, like, you know, this happens a lot to say um, people who go out, have a couple glasses of wine with the team after work. If, you, if you're on your way home and you get rear-ended by somebody who has not been drinking and it's their fault, guess who's getting a DUI? Guess whose fault the accident is? Because it's no longer an accident. It's a yeah, crash. And yours. It's your fault. 
yours. And I don't mean the people in the accident. I you mean, mean mine. you, Rick Todd. Mine. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> you, you can get a you can get a DUI on a bike. Yeah. Um, you can. Can you I'll, get one on um, one of those? Um, what do they call the the scooters that old people ride because they're old? A hover around. Hover around. Can you get I'm a DUI sure. on a hover around? I'm sure that you can. You can get one on a bicycle. Did I ever say that? Yes. Oh, man. It's been a long week. <laughs> I, like, I literally just 30 seconds ago said that. Um, you know, I would say a real story real quick. Really quick. Did you know you can get one on a bicycle? <laughs> I heard that somewhere. So true story, right? This is back in my drinking days, obviously. So I was, I'm in Key West, and we were on this uh, this day-long you know, jet skiing and paras not parasailing, but jet skiing, snorkeling, that kind of stuff on this cruise and, and it was alcohol was included, right? So you can drink all the cans of Bud Light that you could possibly drink, which nice. for me I've learned is roughly about twenty. So uh got wasted on that, got right off of that, jumped on a sunset cruise that included drinks. It got off of that and then we needed to get back to the hotel and I asked him on a walk. So I went into this rental shop for bikes and I asked to rent a bike. And the lady's like, you can get a DUI for being on a bike. And I was like, I'll be fine. Just, I'll be fine. She's like, tried it three times to tell me no. And then she said, okay, fine. I'll get your bike. She comes back two minutes later and says, your cab's outside. <laughs> Good woman. You would think that that might have been a sign. No. Nope, you moved on. To, to normal people, it might have been a sign. Not me. No. Uh, by the way, I just want to let everybody know that I, I do not. I do not have a DUI. I was arrested under the suspicion of one, and it miraculously went away. <laughs> anyway. Fantastic. So, yes, I'm drinking <laughs> Uh I am drinking water. Ooh. Cause, yeah, like I said, last time, I, it's been – I did crack. It's been like two weeks, I think, since I haven't had caffeine, but but I, I – uh, What did you first say? I said cracked. <laughs> I swear I heard – I did crack. <laughs> and then you went into talking about not drinking, and I was like, I don't think you're allowed to replace it with crack. Hey, it's not got caffeine in it. That is, that is true. Is it? It's like natural caffeine. I don't know. Does it? If anybody's listening and knows whether crack has caffeine or not, shoot me an email. WWN at, at watermarkonline.com. I always, every time I say that email address, I'm like, is that right? WW? Yeah, why and why not? You can get James Earl Jones to do like just break ins to be like, this is WNN. Or we'll just get our new employee. Ooh, that's, oh. <laughs> we'll say he's James Earl Jones. It doesn't matter. Um, what were we talking about? What'd you do this week? <laughs> <laughs> I have done nothing. That's no, not true. It's been very busy. Uh, I've just done nothing for the last. 36 hours except watch tv and movies incessantly so what i did before that's a little bit of a blur but and, and because most of what i did this week I've, I've been in orlando like two weeks solid and most of what i did this week i did with you and we're already on schedule to talk about that but i thought it might be fun to just kind of just quickly jump over um these the other french shows that we saw because last week we talked about a couple we did, of french oh, we did shows. talk about french we yes. talked about those but then on tuesday Wait, we left here Monday and we went to see a show. We went right to a show from the show. Oh, we're not talking about that show on Monday. Right? I don't remember what it is, so I'm going to say no. Uh, but Tuesday, we saw quite a few shows on. We could what talk was it? It wasn't served for the gods, was it? Oh, <laughs> you were pretending that you didn't know what it was because you what didn't want to talk listening? about it. Okay, uh, yes, we saw Serve for the Gods. It wasn't for us. It was. It, you know, that's what's so great about art. 
I said it's subjective. Yes. And so one person's opinion doesn't mean somebody else. I call it the jagged little pill effect because I couldn't stand jagged little pill. And everyone because that I was with live, loved it. you learn. When you love, yeah. you learn. Yes. Hey, yeah. Um, and because the next time that there's a Broadway show at that theater, I might be uninvited. Oh, how ironic. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I didn't bust out laughing how long we could have taken that. Um <laughs> I also do hope this. Um, I hope that the sound is coming through okay, because I really like for you all to hear this episode. Yes. Uh, this is our our second attempt at recording on our own because our normal time is during a holiday. Yes. And our so if our tech doesn't working, work that day. If the sound's working and it's Memorial Day, happy Memorial Day. Yeah, hope happy you had a good Memorial day, day. Yeah. Uh, uh, what'd you do this Memorial Day? Uh, make something up. Just make something up. Oh, because it's already happened. <laughs> I went to this kicking uh, barbecue this morning. There was a lot of hot guys there. I, I love, I love your the body motion of your lie. Like you're just like you're all into it and your body's I turned, moving. I turned into like... Kathy Lee Gifford when I lie. <laughs> you're drinking wine. You're lying. You're Kathy Lee Gifford. Okay, so we saw. So we're not talking about. Uh, Monday was so long ago. Yeah, it Let's was like talk about yeah. Tuesday. We actually live our lives um, in two week cycles when it comes to the paper, but we live them Tuesday through Monday at five forty five. Um, yes, and so that other one doesn't count. Uh, there's a yeah, we don't exist for a few hours on Mondays. Uh, so then the next day we went and saw three shows. Yes, we saw Hot Kakamook. Hot Kakamook Islands. Hot Kakamook. is the islands in in the actual title? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so we saw that. What a delightful show. I gotta say, um, I first, and this, I mean, this happens because it's obviously, and it was rainy. It's uh, early Tuesday evening, late afternoon, early evening when we went and saw the show. Um, and the number of people on stage outnumbered the number of people in the audience, which made it a little awkward in the beginning, but then. Uh, it became kind of part you know, of the show. That statement would be so awkward if it was a one-man show. It was <laughs> just him alone. Yeah, in the room. it was probably. I mean, there were like five or six people in the audience. I counted. There were nine people on oh. stage and eight people in the audience. Oh wow! Yeah, it was literally one. They outnumbered us by one. So if we hated the show, they could have taken us. Are you counting the text? The person that was recording off to the side. I did count them. Yeah. Were they? But weren't they there for the show? Or were they just recording? They, they had sitting. I counted everyone sitting in the audience, and that was good enough for me. <laughs> to make it way awkward, it's sort of like a thrust stage, right? Where there's where there's audience on three sides of what's happening, right? It's there not were like seats on three yeah. sides. <laughs> <laughs> there were seats on three sides, and they played, they the played all three to them. sides, but there That's... was nobody but the cameraman I... sitting on the one side. I effing love that kind of commitment. Yes. Good for you. you. You delivered your lines facing an audience that wasn't there, and I appreciated it. But it, it's a shame that there were not more people in the audience, because this show was really good. It was, it was really was good. charming. It was delightful. It reminded, and I mentioned this to you when we were coming out, it reminded me of a 1990s high school drama club um, doing topical humor. And I loved it. Yeah. They, they had a Donald Trump impersonation. They had an Elon Musk impersonation. Uh, they had um, a, a, the, a, the a gator 
as a mayor. They had Martians. They had Naruto dan- uh, runners. It was every. It was like a I pop did, culture I did orgasm. Notice you laughed really hard when they threw their hands I, behind I, their backs I, and ran like that. I, I I'm not a huge anime person, but I don't know what it is about a Naruto run that makes me laugh. Yeah, I really I really appreciated it, and it's. You know, I say this about French, right? French can be hit or miss, right? Because there's a lot of things that are experimental. There's just, you know, it's a it's a lottery when they pull people uh, to who gets to do a show. And then it's, you know, kind of like, oh, hey, are we going to do this traditional show? Or are we going to do, you know, something different? I just really appreciated um, that these that these people just entertained us. They, you know, they, they I will say they weren't like the the most amazing singers they weren't the most amazing dancers uh but they were 100 percent committed to what they were yes. doing and they were they were they were good enough to 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 keep the interest there and they mm-hmm. really did i mean it's difficult when you have audience participation but there is no audience to participate and yes. they managed to make that work yeah and i really appreciated that um they, they if you've ever seen the movie dodgeball they are like the Vince Vaughn team dodgeball version of a friend show. It's like they go out there. They're not the best dodgeball players, but they are the most charming. They're the ones you root for. And uh, at the end of the show, um, it was uh, you, you left delighted. Yeah. And not ever. I'm not saying you as in the audience. I'm saying you, Rick Todd. You left delighted. <laughs> I did leave delighted. You know, just to tell people a little bit about the story, it's sort of this like super anti-gay world that 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 – these people are living in and one of the characters the lead may be gay may not be is figuring things out and there's just this visceral reaction by the community to that as he goes on this journey to discover who he is and it's delightful yes Uh, so that was cool after that we rushed over to a different venue at a different location okay here's what's hilarious about this so the shows that you and i went and saw together or that we were planning on seeing together are LGBTQ focused. So this show, we put together the Orlando Fringe program. In the uh, early information we were sent, this show was marked LGBTQ. So uh, it appears it no longer is. Um, However, it is in our LGBTQ guide as an LGBTQ show. So wonderful show. Um, but it is not LGBTQ. Yeah, and there's nothing queer about it, but I'm still going to talk about it now, because the queerest thing is it's uh, it's at Savoy. It takes place oh yeah yeah, yeah. there you Starlight go Starlight Theater. It is. It's called John Bennett versus Jason Donovan, and it's a board game about Jason Donovan, who was apparently an Australian teen heartthrob in the 1990s. Yes, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, had a couple of big hits. Rick Astley style. Yeah. Yeah, which is what uh, John Bennett points out. And the whole show is based off of this game that they made off of um, Jason Donovan's life. And it's stupid questions. What's his favorite movie? What's his favorite house? Who are his favorite celebrities? All this kind of stuff. And it's so absurd because it's made for, like, teenage girls. Yeah. And so what's so absurd about it is just how, how lame the game is. But because the guy knows it's lame... He'll ask, he's got rules, and one of the rules, which is amazing, is if you don't like the game, you can just raise your hand, and you'll stop, and then you come up with something else for everybody to do, and in some cases, it's, 
you know, watch YouTube videos that he has or ask him any questions. Yeah, he or... gives a couple of examples, but really he says you can shout out anything. And maybe that's why it was listed as LGBTQ, because really anything could happen at this show. Yeah. Um, what's funny is uh, we actually saw this right before uh, a show, another show we went and saw, and he was in the audience and we were talking with him. And I pointed out in the guide that says his show contains nudity. And I said, I don't recall seeing any nudity. And he goes, anything can be seen at any show. So I put them in there just in case. And I was like, if I knew I could have asked for someone to take their clothes off, I'd have thrown my hand up every five seconds. Do you think that he put LGBTQ themes as a warning? I'm not saying it's in there as a warning. However, it is... (laughs) In the Fringe program, which we put together, LGBTQ themes is listed under their warnings. <laughs> right along, adult situations, nudity, and extreme language. Wow. Well, welcome to our last podcast. <laughs> our last issue came out with our last guide. Um, so anyway, I loved it. Yes. I laughed so hard. He is flipping hilarious. He is. He was cracking us up at the show afterwards. Yeah, he's, he was... uh, he's Australian, so right off the bat, I love him. Yeah, I love so you can accent. tell he listens to Keith Urban. Um, his favorite actress is Nicole Kidman, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, but he's fantastic. He was hilarious. Um, it's it's a one-man show. It's more stand-up. And uh, like you said, it can really be anything, uh, depending on how He's so quick on his feet, too. He is. With a show like this, you gotta be. Yeah, really good, really good. After that, we went and saw... <laughs> Uh, Spank bank time thanks machine. For saying, you know, there's reminds me of when I went to go see the movie I'm Gonna Get You Sucka, and I saw it at the movie theater, and I just didn't want to say the name of it. So I went up, and I, I had somebody go ahead of me and order the tickets, and I said, I'll take the same one. So I was like, I don't want to say this. Go ahead. Yeah. It. Um, okay, this is a show by um, John Michael, who, uh, if you've seen, he did uh, Meatball Seance a few years ago. He does these crazy one-man shows um, about uh, serious topics going on in his life. Meatball Seance dealt with uh, the passing of his mother. um, And this show dealt with two friends who who passed away during uh, COVID, during the pandemic. um, And them going to heaven or whatever the afterlife is, um, specifically that you believe in. Uh, and seeing his mother and him processing through that. And uh, uh, he is high energy. That is the word I will use. He is high energy. That is a well-crafted assessment <laughs> of the show. Yeah, it's, you know, again, every, every, different people like different things. I'm not much of a spoken word kind of a person. And it came across to me like super spoken word. Yeah. Um, I I also don't like audience participation, and oh, yeah. you know when he's like, "Hey, everybody, show me your assholes." I was like, "I don't want to show my asshole." I almost jumped up when he asked for someone to come up, and what was it? Give him Narcan. Yes, I, I really want. Or was to be it help to... him? Was it or was it to help him put cocaine in his butt? No, no, no. I wanted to help with the Narcan. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just was it real? No, 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 no. I have never seen it work, but from what I know of Narcan, if you're not um, having a drug overdose, it can have really bad effects on your body. So I don't think it was real. Unless he decided to do a shit ton of fentanyl before he came on stage. If you get to the point in your life where you're thinking, I'm going to put Narcan in my nose and shoot it, that there are other things that have been in your body that would cause way more damage to your body than Narcan would. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm just curious. Is it like an adrenaline rush? 
I think so. Yeah, it's sort of like like if, if you're not, if you're not, if you don't need it, what would it do to you? I don't know. I'm very curious. Maybe we should Google that. If you know what Narcan would do to you, give us an email. WWN at watermarkonline.com. I I will say this while you're while you're typing that up there. I I really appreciate. I mean, it's a it's a true story, so it's a very serious topic. I mean, this it deals with the death of two of his friends, uh, uh, to which he's very open about. He's very open about like what he does or how he how this could happen to him as well. And it's an important message to get out there that Narcan is available. I I can't remember what the name of the the just the drug is. Narcan's a brand name. Naloxone. Naloxone. Um, and that it's free. It's something I think people should just have in their homes. They should carry it in their purses. It's just, you never know when the situation's going to come up. Apparently it's safe. It will not harm you if you give it to someone who's not having an overdose. Huh. Well, that's not fun. Maybe he really did give it to me. Now I really want to be the volunteer. (laughs) All right. So those are the three shows that we saw. um, On Tuesday. On Tuesday. Um, Then, you know, we'll get into what we did after that. I just want to point out a couple of things that I watched that I think are fabulous. I'm one of those manifest people. Have you ever watched that show? Uh, it was on network TV three seasons, and then they just canceled it. People lost their shit, so Netflix said, "Hey, we'll do a fourth season." Now, so I made Jen watch ten hours of the show because I said at the end of like at the end of this, you're gonna have all it's all gonna be um, resolved. You're gonna know what happened. This is a show about a, a plane that disappeared. Uh, they thought everybody was dead, and then the plane showed up five years later. And the people on the plane, no time had passed. Everybody else, five years had passed. It's crazy. I love it. Um, and there's a couple of LGBTQ storylines in there. There's a, a gay male storyline and a lesbian storyline as well. So I feel justified in talking about this. But what's hilarious about it all is we get to episode 10, right? Because Netflix always does 10 episode seasons, right? We get to episode 10, and at the end of it, I looked at Jen and I was like, well, that didn't explain shit. And she's like, what? So I looked it up. There's a part two. There's a season uh, four part two that Ah. comes out in two days. So I was like, look, you don't have to wait too long. It's well, June 2nd comes out. So hopefully at the end of that, we'll have all the answers. Uh, I also watched uh, Dear Edward on Apple TV. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Not nothing LGBTQ about it. Yeah, that's not true. There is an LGBTQ story. Uh, that's about a plane. Ooh, I'll, I'm not getting on a plane for a year. It's about a plane crash, and the only person who survived is a 12-year-old boy. Everybody else died. It's, it's a great story. I, in like episode 9, or no, the last episode, episode 10, I dear Evan Hansen cried. I making made noises. All of a sudden, Jen's throwing <laughs> Kleenex at me. I have not watched any of these shows. However, I did watch over the weekend the history of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So... Nothing LGBTQ about that either. Just so you know, Edward eats a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Jeremy, what do you want to talk about your week? Um, my week consisted of a lot of what your week was. Um, in in the mix of that, um, and I think I mentioned this over the last two, um, I, uh, I moved. Um, so I am in my new house. I moved from an apartment. So there's a lot of things you can't do uh, in an apartment that you can do in a house. Uh, and I did several of those things last night. Uh, my roommate—I don't know what these things are. My roommates are not there, so I was alone in the house. The first thing is you got—you can't. I was on the second floor, so you can't walk fully. You can't walk heavy-footed. All I right. am a big guy, and I spent the last two years fucking tiptoeing around my apartment because I care about my neighbors. 
I walk freely now, and it is the most glorious thing. I feel like I don't give a fuck about the ground underneath me anymore because my feet can hit as hard as it wants. Also, I can be as loud as I want. So um, uh, this bottle of wine that I'm drinking started yesterday. Um, I ran myself a bubble bath because there's a garden tub in the master bedroom. And uh, I put the radio on, and I sang at the top of my lungs and the acoustics in that bathroom are phenomenal. And I didn't have to worry about neighbors or nothing because I was in a house. And uh, it was glorious. It was magnificent. It was one of the best nights I've had in my life. That sounds odd. I know how much you love a bubble bath uh, and a glass of wine. I know it sounds You're like Chandler. F. I, except I don't have a boat. I need to get a boat. But I love a nice glass of wine, some music. And I Googled because I was like, oh, I want some, like a nice, soothing bubble bath mix. So on Google Play, I Google bubble bath mix, and uh, it, there's community playlists that you can pick from. And I don't know what the fuck these people are doing in their bubble baths, but these were not bubble bath mixes. Some of the music people listen to when they're bubble bathing, um, I don't approve. I don't approve. It's not soothing. It's not calming. Some of them had Marilyn Manson in their playlist. You don't listen to that when you're in a fucking bubble bath. Uh, you know what else you don't want to listen to? Whitney Houston. Ooh. You know who I did? Nora Jones. That, oh my God, that is bubble bath music. I'm sorry. Uh, that I feel like that must be what Whitney was listening to when she fell asleep. Oh, no, it was good. It was a glass of wine. I probably, uh, it, my my days are numbered. Nora Jones and a glass of wine and a bubble bath, but it was worth it. <laughs> totally worth uh, it. Just uh, keep but the yeah, toaster so, away from the bathtub. Loving, uh, loving the new house. Loving the new house. All right, well, we got a lot of things to talk about, so we'll do this thing that we love to do. It's our favorite thing. We're going to call it our So Fierce Check-In. So did you watch this latest episode? I sure did. Did you watch watch episode six? I sure did. Because I'm going to say you didn't watch episode six. Do you know why? Do you know what I noticed? It's episode 106. What? Does that make you hate the show more? They don't number their episodes one through whatever. They start at 100. (laughs) 101. God's sake. That deserves a Canadian rant, don't you know? That is some bullshit metric system motherfuckery. (laughs) They they use the metric system to number their episodes. I fucking hate it. I noticed that today. I was like, ooh, episode six, and I saw it was 106. I I guess it's like season one, episode six. But come on. Did you also listen to the part that said that the eliminated designers continue to design for the next rounds, but they're just not on the show. I did notice that. And so then you can go online and vote for the ones that you like. I did notice that. Yes. When she popped in right at the end of the episode with her rainbow eyes and she's like, Hey, <laughs> like, no. Barba- Barbada. Is that her name? All right. Yes. So Sorry, this, I, had to <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do that. Into the microphone. It was like a dramatic pause. <laughs> like, he really was upset about that numbering system. Okay, so this the theme for this one, Dancing Queen. Um, and can I just say off off the top of it, um, uh, the two judges, and I know that I should know their names by this point, but Barbados and... Um, Jaime, Jaime. Uh, and then Lucinda okay. is his drag persona. Um, how dare you show up as chief... Shania Twain looking drag queens and judge other people's outfits. They looked terrible this week. Atrocious. Yeah, and I think it's okay to talk about their fashion because it's basically a fashion thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
awful. Yeah, I agree with you. How dare you? That's like you showing up in a potato sack and then being like, no, I don't like what you're wearing, Jeremy. I think you should be in a potato sack. You know what that, you know what that reminds me of? This is completely not okay for me to say. Because um, I know whoever I'm talking about is going to know this. But somebody was making fun of my clothes one day. And, and, I, and I was, so my response was, how are you going to have hair like that and make fun of my clothes? <laughs> I don't think that was well received. Oh, that was years ago, but it made me laugh. Um, all right. So the guest host is Kiki Ko who yes. I'm going to assume is Canadian. Uh, oh, he is. He is. I realized, um, because I try to pay attention, but uh, the past episodes, you know, I'm watching. I multitask when I watch a show. I'm going to be right up front with that. Um, but I had no multitasking to do when I went today while I was watching this episode, so I paid attention. Everyone is the, – the hosts are Canadian. Their guests, most of them are Canadian. Everything is done in Canadian. They talk Canada, Canada, Canada. Um, yeah, Kiki is Canadian. Um, did you notice the line too that Kiki was the first in, in the uh, the first season of Call Me Mother? Does it make you want to watch Call Me Mother? Not at all. It makes me want to Google what the hell that is. It's a show on Out TV. Of course it is. Of you haven't come across it. You you just didn't watch the first three minutes of it because there's not a shirtless guy on the advertisement for it. Well. Something for them to work on for season two. All right, I did so, notice that Kiki, when she got into drag, her hair looked like a butt, and that was cracking me up. It just looked like two butt cheeks, and it was cracking me up. Um, all right, so let's talk about the designs. First up was Gidget. Gidget. Gidget, um, who who made the Lady Tata uh, disco ball. Yes. Um, looked a lot like it was it, – obviously, it was inspired by Lady Gaga because, you know, Lady Tata's – um, it looked a lot, uh, very much inspired by her Super Bowl outfit, where she when she jumps mm-hmm. off the stadium. Loved it. Love everything Gaga. Love everything. Gidget. I had completely forgotten that Lady Gaga jumped off the she top of the Super Bowl. The, that bitch can do anything. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna play the Super Bowl. I'm gonna jump off the fucking roof of this bitch, and uh, she did, and she was fabulous. And you know what? I'll say she right landed here. on a pile of meat. Best, no. best Super Bowl halftime show ever. Better than Prince. Better than Rihanna, better than uh, Billy Joel. Did he do one? I don't know. I found out recently Tina Turner did. Oh, I love. Oh, the late Tina Turner. Oh, God rest. If you disagree with Jeremy's takes on um, these, better than Katy Perry and her Shark Boys. Nothing's better than the Shark Boys. That was in the Super Bowl. Yeah, with her sharks. Where was the? Where was the? I don't know. I'm gonna. I was thinking the Scissor Kid. What's that? The Floss Kid. What was he on? Was that oh, SNL? That was SNL, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we got off on a tangent. Lady Gaga, <laughs> I love this one. I love everything Gidget does, I love. I love it. It's just, it and so it, good. it look everything that, that he does too is just difficult to make, and he just makes it look great. He's the whether, only one who makes complete finished products. Yeah, and I they think. mentioned whether he wins the, the week or not, they are always impressed with his stitching. I mean, yeah. it's just so professionally now if i was making an outfit that was gonna be for a drag queen and i know they're just going out for a dance or whatever or do, do a performance i'd use fucking safety pins and shit i i can't sew i would i would safety pin it all together it would look awful look i have i have yards and yards of hem tape <laughs> in my house i have a glue gun and duct tape <laughs> me and that mohawk chick could make some real good shit oh, i feel i see a fundraiser coming up we should do like a 
We can call it so fierce because we don't so. We'll just call it no fierce. Tape fierce. <laughs> no fierce. <laughs> All right. So then we got Diana. Scissor sister. Yes. Um, hers, I wrote down, um, and you'll appreciate this because it's that. It, this reminded me of that movie you love. Um, the movie you're always quoting and talking about. I think it's oh, movie. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Drop Dead Gorgeous. It looked like a Lady Liberty from like a small town pageant. <laughs> All I kept thinking is this looks like a, a a performer from Drop Dead Gorgeous. Um, I would love that. What if she was like like flying? Because it's like I wrote Bug with Wings. So what if she's got like flying this thing and then she's like and that and cicadas make me so and so proud to be an American. I would I would love it. Yeah. I would have voted for for that if that had happened. I so, thought of you when I saw that Bug with Wings. I I find it. It looked like once she said it was a bug. It looked like a bug, and then it grossed me out. Uh, then we got Benjamin. The Habit. Yes. Um, his look like an Amazonian Ariana Grande. Or as I call her, Amazonian Ariana. <laughs> I just wrote sheer buckles. I, that's all you could say. It was very skin tone sheer with buckles that went halfway around. Yes, yes. Although, again, we're not sewers or costume makers, but they seem very impressed with we're the stitching just too- Judgy We're just queens. two bitchy queens, <laughs> uh, which is the alternative title for this podcast. Um, but they were really impressed with the buckle stitching, which I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, except they wanted to go all the way around. Yeah. And then we got Kyle. Kyle, uh, Shit's Creek. And I write that S-I-S-H-I-T. Shit's Creek. That was the bell bottom. You didn't like it? No. It looked trailer trashy. It looked like Tam- Tammy Wynette if she was a hooker. It was awful. I would, I would watch... Eight hours of a show with Tammy Wynette as a hooker. She looked like that. She had the what I call the bar hopper hair. I I came from a small. I come from a small town, um, where uh, the ladies have like bleach blonde hair and they like bar hop. This is what this looked like. You know what it looks like to me, and I don't know Aaron Brockovich, but it looks like that's something that Aaron Brockovich would have put on and danced to in the seventies. And I'm all about it. I gotta say. For everything I just said, I love Erin Brockovich. <laughs> she can look like Tammy Wynette uh, as a hooker, and I would still love her. And I would probably still hire her as my attorney. Uh, and then, of course, last and very least, is our favorite. <sighs> Missy the Mohawk, which looked like a fucking Silent Hill reject. Do you know what I wrote on here? I said, I know why the cage bird cried until it died. <laughs> That's what I said about this. You know, I get it. I get your your thing, right? And and she says this all the time. But at some point, I mean, I don't know. It's like she wants to take this idea of something that's beautiful and then make it uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But show a little bit of versatility. Yeah. I mean, this was like some cross between Hellraisers and The Nightmare Before Christmas. And it was awful. It was – I did not. I did not. It was – Trash. I did not like it. I don't think she should have even been there to design no, that. She I should have been nev- eliminated last week. I should week. not have had to have seen that. No. Top two. Uh, our tops in this issue, in this issue, our tops in this episode <laughs> uh, were Gidget and our uh, and our scissor sister. Yeah, and the winner and was Gidget won. Gidget, Gidget won. Yay! Two weeks so, in a while. Two weeks in a while. So good news for our listeners. We'll Wait be back do- <laughs> next week with a new episode of So Fierce. Um, All right. Our bottoms. Yeah. Not Mohawk. Not Mohawk. Not Mohawk. I don't know. You know what it is? I think, I'm going to call it now. Um, the host, Jaime, has rigged the show uh, yeah. because he loves I Missy. have no faith in the show anymore. I have no faith in Jaime, and I have no faith in Canadian society. 
<laughs> yeah, the only, the only, um, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel is that Gidget has now won. I was going to say Starbaker. <laughs> Gidget has now won back the, to back needles. The, the glory. Yeah, back to back needles. <laughs> Do you think Narcan's free in Canada? <laughs> anyway, um, so that's so fierce. Yeah, I will check oh, it again. I forgot to say, um, Shit's Creek went home. Oh yeah, Shit's Creek went home. Yes, because since Mohawk wasn't in the bottom two, Jaime was like, "Bye, bitch." Yeah, which we're gonna move not... forward with this elimination. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think that should happen. That no, way. in fact, he was not one of the bottoms last week, so Hobbit and Mohawk should feel embarrassed that they are there and he is not because they. Uh, he outdid them last week, and then they're like, mm, no, I don't think we're going to send anybody home. <laughs> anyway. All right, so uh, I'm, we've got – I'm going to switch up the order a little bit. What do we – okay. Uh, no, you can't <laughs> deviate from the form. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can't promise you that we're going to get to news, but we, we do want to talk about it. I think we probably have a lot to say about this. I bet there's a bunch of people out there being like, yeah, typical watermark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny because I don't write the news. That's funny because I do. <laughs> uh, anyway, you want to talk about something particular? I, I do. I want to talk about the Little Mermaid. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Isn't it neat? Isn't it neat? Isn't it neat? Yeah. Um, text Ryan. Tell him to tune in. Um, yeah, we uh, we were graciously invited uh, by the folks at Walt Disney World to attend an early screening or the day before it came out with <laughs> an early screening. I don't want that to sound like I was mocking them or, or ungrateful, but it was super nice. Yeah. Um, but we went uh, to Disney Springs uh, and saw it uh, the day before everybody else got to see it. They also gave us gift cards to go grab some food. They before did. The they just show up early. Here's gave some... us a gift bag. It was sweet. It, I could get used to this life. Yeah, and we we went to this like Italian restaurant in Disney Springs. God, I forget the, the name, name of it. I, we, I wanted to write it down because I wanted to. When my mom, I remember the. Kind of the, the I remember seeing the same name, but Tunnel Bar. Yes. I want to say like Mama Ruth. Anyway, something, if you know the name not... of this restaurant, go to WWN. <laughs> Um, I love I love it that whenever we say our email address, there's some sort of sarcastic nature to it. We completely change our voices. We're like, well, if you want to tell us why. You know what? Well, if we got emails there. No, I'm just kidding. We get emails there. Um, but, yeah, if you're listening, tune in. I mean, uh, send us a message. But tell us the name of the restaurant. But it was good. It was great. It was like yeah. in a cave. You go down Yeah, and it was real quick. Um, they were super fast. The waitress was great because we're like, listen, we're going to see the Little Mermaid. I realized so. after I said this to her how pretentious – of a privileged white man I sounded, but I was like, we're trying to catch a movie if you can rush the food. Yeah. And I'm Please like, bring our appetizers and our meals out of the same I'm time. I'm like, as soon as she walked away, in my head, I was like, wow, you're a dick. Do you know what? As soon as she walked away in her head, she said, wow, yeah, that guy's what a, a dick. dick. <laughs> I'm sure there was something other than uh, Parmesan cheese and Caesar dressing in my salad. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, um, we got their charcuterie board and a couple of Caesar salads. Delicious. Fantastic. If you get a chance, and if you can figure out what the name of the restaurant is, go there. Yeah. It's at Disney Springs. It's right next to the theater, if that helps at all. Yeah, well, there's like the tunnel bar. Yeah. So you go to the tunnel, and it takes you. Yeah, so that's great. But, um, but yes, uh, Disney invited us to go see the movie. We get there. Um, they give us this little Lur Little Mermaid gift bag with a book and uh, some uh, other little things in it. And then we go in, and they got all this merch set up and uh, backdrops. And people are taking photos. It felt very swanky. 
Yeah, it was cool. Uh, they gave us free popcorn, gave us free drinks. Um, you wanted warm, buttery popcorn. I mean, it was, it wasn't like bagged nine days ago, but it was bagged not right that yeah, moment. It, so yeah, it was, it was not bagged nine minutes ago either. It was chilled a bit. That um, was fine. It was, it was that was yeah, fine. Free popcorn is free popcorn. Yeah, I wasn't complaining. Um, so then we get in. The mu the 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 well there were trailers few trailers and then the movie started so yes. I'm gonna let you take it from there and I want you to tell me what you thought I thought I thought it was great so so I sit down I'm I'm gnawing on my popcorn and the next thing I know Ariel has legs <laughs> it's a long week it was, it was a, a long week I you dozed off for a bit. I, <laughs> I did those you, off her bed. No, took a, I, you took a little nap. I was just, I, I, I was being facetious, but I really, I did. I was in and out of consciousness. Like I will say, in and out of consciousness. So, um, I remember when Under the Sea was on, and I was like, I should really watch this. That I couldn't. I could. I listened, but I just couldn't open my eyes. And then it was later. It was about the time when she got her legs that I woke up. Yeah. So for those who don't know, who have been living under a rock, um, there is a live-action version of Disney's classic The Little Mermaid um, about a mermaid who exchanges her voice for a pair of legs to bag a guy. <laughs> However, this one's a girls, little bit woker and a little could, more girl power. Girls gotta eat. Yeah. It was. Um, they rewrote some of the songs to make did. it a little, a little um, better. Okay, so just a uh, brief. I wrote some of this down. Um, for those who are Little Mermaid purists, there's enough of the original there to keep you from whining. Um, but there are... There, you whiny little purist. <laughs> there are some new things that I want to prepare you for. And First, take away some things, but go ahead. Sorry, I'm gassy today. Um, there are three new songs written by Lynn manuel Miranda. Did I get that right? No. No, goddamn. Lynn manuel Lynn manuel Miranda. Miranda. Uh, and Alan Menken. Yes. Okay. Um, because Howard Ashman died of AIDS back in the 90s. Uh, him and Alan Menken are the two original uh, uh, people who wrote the songs for it. So Alan Menken uh, joined up with Lynn manuel and uh, wrote three new songs. Two of them are traditional songs, one by Prince Eric, one by Ariel, and one is a rap called Scuttlebutt that part of me fucking hates, and part of me thinks it's the greatest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life, and the two of them are fighting inside of me right now. I, you know, I'm going to take team love it. Yeah. I loved it. Like, I love, it's just, it's so absurd. It's just a rap I didn't between even... the seagull who is not a seagull in this anymore. He's a some other. He's one of those birds that like can swim. Also, I don't know what the name of it is, but it's a specific it's kind of bird. It starts with the S. It's like a yeah. seagull. No, I'm it's kidding. <laughs> he's not a seagull in this one, which you prearists are going to flip <laughs> out about. Um, and Sebastian sing a rap about. Um, the buzz that the Eric buzz is going to propose yes. to a new person. Um, part of me was rolling my eyes, but the kid in me was like, ha this is fun. It's clever. It is. It's, it's a cute it's little It's catchy. Rap. It's clever. It works. So if you're not, if you didn't, if you hated Hamilton, you're going to fucking hate this song. See, now, I didn't <laughs> know that Lin-Manuel Miranda had anything to do with this. So yeah. I go home and I told Jen that... I was like, oh, you're going to love it. It's got a Hamilton rap in it. And, then and it's it, written by the Hamilton guy. Yeah, so um, I, wasn't, I wasn't lying. 
But um, so you've got three new songs. A couple of the things that were left out, they completely removed Chef Louis, um, who I'm assuming it was done because he's a French caricature and they didn't want to piss the French off. Um, but, but don't his, we already? His, his song's gone. He's gone. There's no kitchen scene. The whole kitchen's just been pulled from the What movie, do these people eat? Right? Um, so you've got uh, That's All Gone. We're going to go into spoilers here. So if you haven't seen the movie, um, uh, put your headphones yeah. on for a minute. Yeah, I know. It's, or a, if you're it's a spoiler. On take them out. Yeah, here comes the spoiler from, um, a, from a movie, for a show that's been around since well, 1987. This is, one of the, this is one of the changes. <laughs> uh, in the original, Prince Eric drives the boat into Ursula at the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you can't have a man say you in this day and age. So Ursula's got, or uh, Ariel's got the wheel of the boat and she drives it into the gut of Ursula, who can I say, Melissa McCarthy did phenomenal. I agree Fucking with that. Loved her. In I mean, this. you know, never read the comments, but every once in a while we have to. And there were people dogging her, and I just did not get it. No. I thought she was great. Before this movie came out, she did an interview where she said, where they asked her about the character, and she said um, her main folk, her main influence for for building this character is she channeled her inner drag queen. And that is so evident in her portrayal. She, she completely and I because the original uh, Ursula is based off of Divine, uh, the drag queen uh, who was in all those John Water films, and you can see her drag influencer. She's got that kind of catty, yes, cunty, draggy, it's very groomy. Persona. Yeah, that's why. Uh... <laughs> That's why. I didn't say that, that. That's why Florida has now made the Little Mermaid eighteen and. I don't know if you knew, L- Melissa McCarthy will be arrested the day she steps foot in the state of Florida. Yeah, you have to be eighteen or older to see the Little Mermaid um, in Florida. But I thought she was amazing. She was one of my favorite parts in this film. Uh, but I mean, in Disney films, and I don't know what this says about me, uh, but uh, I tend to really fucking side with the villains in these movies, and I do so in this as well. I I'm shocked. Um, but you and I also saw this on Broadway or, uh, saw the Broadway yeah. version of the show. And there's a couple of things added to the movie that are from the Broadway show, um, that aren't in the movie. And one of them is that Ursula is King Trident's sister. Yes. Sorry. I just hit puberty sister. there. It's her sister. You totally just rossed it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to tell you why I said that. Because in my in my marathon of watching nothing but TV and movies for the last couple of days, I started, I, I, Ended up on YouTube for some reason, the, and I watched nothing but the bloopers. Fr- I watched nothing but Friends bloopers. Oh my god, I am obsessed. And you're right, every all the bloopers is Ross and his fucking voice keeps breaking. <laughs> David Schwimmer hit puberty like 37 times during the filming oh, of Friends. So funny. Um. So anyway, uh, yeah, back to the Little Mermaid. mermaid. Um. Yeah, so I don't know what you were saying when your voice cracked, and now we're both lost in trying to anyway, find us. So there were a couple of lyric changes, which you mentioned. Um, one of them was Poor Unfortunate Souls. Um, and I don't remember if you were awake during this part, but um, the part where she says, you've got your body language. That whole section is removed because, I guess it's sexist? I don't know. Um, but where she's talking about body language and using her feminine wiles, completely removed and then i wrote down the kiss the girl lyric changes because that was the one yeah. that everyone on twitter was talking about so in the original lyrics it says and i'm not going to sing it i'll just read it um yes you want her look at her you know you do 
possible she wants you too. There is one way to ask her. It don't take a word, not a single word. Go on and kiss the girl. You have completely changed my impression of the spoken word. I now love it. <laughs> so, so that has been changed to, yes, you want her? Look at her. You know you do. Possible she want you too. Use your words, boy. <laughs> and ask her if the time is right and the time is tonight. Go on and kiss the girl. So they added consent. I'm gonna which say is good. I'm gonna say that that is a direct result of the Trump e tape on um, <laughs> not p tape the e the e tape on the bus. They they're like we got to get away from this. <laughs> um, I mean, some would consider Prince Eric a celebrity. Yes. So I would, you know, we were making a lot of jokes I'd about whether I was that. awake or whether I wasn't. So I just want you to know when we decided that we were going to talk about this, I went back to the movie theater oh, and watched yes. it again. So I've I've seen you the whole probably, thing, yeah. We and I I love I appreciate that that Disney invited you to bring a plus one. My favorite thing <laughs> being being the owner and publisher of this newspaper is to be invited as someone's plus one. You know, and it was, I was having a great time until at the end when there were extra gifts for the people with the oh. dots on their wristbands. I was like, I'm not anyone's fucking plus one. <laughs> I was looking, I looked at that wristband 20 times. That there's, got, me, there's got to be a red dot on here somewhere. That made me lightheaded. <laughs> I knew you'd not happy about that. <laughs> All right, so when we're leaving the yeah. theater. They're standing at the door with gift bags, and they're like, everyone, let's see your bracelets. Let's see your bracelets. So we're holding their bracelets up, and I've got a red dot on mine. And they're like, he's got a red dot. And they hand me a gift bag, and Rick had no red dot. (laughs) (laughs) And they just ignored him. That's right. You know, I don't write the news. I don't write the news. I just write my opinions. Remember that next time and put a red dot on my wristband. Uh, so I watched it, and and overall, I gotta say I liked it. Now this came out in in eighty seven, the original cartoon, eighty nine, eighty nine. So then it was ninety seven. They re released it. Yeah, yeah. And so I had re-released. gone to see it when it was re released in ninety seven, and I was because I loved it when it came out, and then I went I went and saw the cartoon again, and I was like. <sighs> So when the idea of seeing this came out, I was like, well, I guess it'll be fun. But, you know, I'm like, I don't know if that storyline is going to hold up for me as much as it did. And I really like what they did. The only thing that I would say about the show that that I didn't necessarily love was they in the Broadway production of it um, or the touring. And I, I I didn't see it on Broadway. I saw a tour, a Broadway tour version of it. I don't know what production company was doing it. I don't think it was Disney theatrical. But they did this thing where all the fish, while they were in the sea, <clears throat> pretended to swim. Yes, they moved their hands and their waist back and forth to kind of look like they're swaying. The entire show. And I don't think I think it's okay to say you and I went and both saw it a few yeah. years ago. We didn't care for it. No, <laughs> no not like at it. all. Uh, so, it's very distracting. Yeah, and then like there's this scene where like Flounder jumps on land and then he stops doing that and says his lines, jumps back in the water, starts doing it. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand why this is happening. So then at the end of this, right, you know, I won't tell you why he's there. But so, no, the Prince Eric and Ariel are in their boat. They're going to go off on their big honeymoon. And Triton 
comes up to see them, and he's waiting in the water. Like, King Triton. I'm fairly certain earlier in this podcast, I called him King Triton. Oh, really? <laughs> that wasn't right. <laughs> yeah. If you have sent us an email, recall that. Recall we just, that. We just, I recognize we just recognized my error. There. So, Ryan, so he's sitting there and he's waiting in the water, and it reminded me I had PTSD from that, and I was yeah. like, "Ugh!" And I'm thinking, you just you just turned a mermaid into a human, and you can't just float there. You know that that even bothered me in the first one when he's like, you know, I need to let you go. Like he's having this sorrowful kind of, you know, I gave you your legs back at the end of the movie. Like I'm never gonna see you again. You're the fucking god of the ocean. You can give yourself a pair of legs to go see your fucking daughter For like a twice minute. a year. Or couldn't they have a beach wedding so he could see it? Right? It just it made I mean, no sense. You're the god of oceans, of water. You're supposed to be Poseidon from, from Greek mythology. You can give yourself legs to go visit your daughter and her new husband. It's not like goodbye forever, Ariel. You chose this dude and your legs over your dad and your family. It's like, come on. Also... <laughs> Why didn't they, front and center in the marketing for this, mention there were mermen? <laughs> that last that scene, merman at the whoo, end, holy cow! That was whoo. like that was like he was Legolas hot. You know what that I mean? That was like, like I never wanted to fuck a fish, but I would fuck <laughs> that fish. That was a hot fish. I don't know where I'm supposed so your to mom, put you're, it. But... You're, you're sure your mom's not listening to this episode? And my mom don't listen to this podcast. If she, if she don't read Watermark, she don't listen to the That's podcast. That's so funny because I listen to I listen to my favorite murder. That's like my favorite podcast to listen to, and they talk all the time about how their about how their family members listen to their podcast. I love my family to death. Other than my brother, my family isn't a podcast family. Yeah, I don't think that they're more of a tune into church services on Sunday family. Now, if we recorded this and put it on a video game, my brother would probably listen. So uh, would I. <laughs> so, so let's do this uh, yeah. real quick. Let's talk about Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, let's go animated first. Like uh, oh, animated, an and then we'll do animated oh, and live action. So. Animated's beloved. Um, I'm gonna say the critics. Um, gave it like a 93 and audiences are like a 97. Wow. That's close. They, they gave it a 92. The um, critics gave it a 92 and the audience an 88. <gasps> Sacrilege. I mean, is that bad? What's that? What is a bad Rotten Tomato rating? When does it start oh, getting bad? Oh, not until it's certified fresh. I think 80 and above. If it's in the 70s, it's just, I think it's considered tomatoey it's stewy it's it's good it's not rotten it doesn't get rotten till like it's under 70 oh okay i believe now i here's the issue that we're going to run into with the live action is i may be able to tell you what the critic score is the audience is going to be tough because and we didn't mention this at all ariel's black in this new one um, so, um, there are some racist SOBs out there who review bomb shit, um, that includes people of color, include LGBTQ characters, or do, um, gender swapping where they make a traditional male character into a female character. And then the cisgender straight white men are like, not my world. And then they review the bomb the fuck out of it. So if you go to like the last of us, uh, on IMDb, 
the um episode three with uh, the gay episode as oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, the one we loved yes it's the lowest rated episode of the season because um conservative republicans uh review bomb it to say it's a piece of shit so it drives the rating down so nobody watches it so way to be assholes guys good yeah. job so um I'm going to give you scores for this movie that just, are not indicative of what I think that it actually is. I do just want to say this. Yes. Um, Halle Bailey, which too many people get confused with Halle Berry. Halle Berry is not playing a teenage mermaid in no. this. It is God, Halle Bailey. I, and I loved Halle, Halle Berry. Halle Bailey? Halle Berry? Say her name again. Which, which the, one are you talking girl, about? The one who's actually in the movie. Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey. I went into this hoping it was um, Halle Berry, but her character from what's that movie she won the Oscar for? Monsters, Monsters Ball. Monsters Ball. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Eric, make me feel good, Eric. She's hitting that seaweed a little too hard. <laughs> I love that movie, and I love Halle Berry. In I've it. never seen it. I just can't believe that she was that excited for Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> she's um, like got her tit out and everything, and she's like, make me feel good. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking God, about. God, you need to watch and that now movie. now I'm uncomfortable. You need to watch Is the HR here today? Anyway. Uh, uh, so I just want to say she's she's beautiful. She's got a beautiful voice. She's She was fantastic in this movie. And if you have a problem with her being a Little Mermaid because she was black, you are listening to the wrong podcast. Yes. Turn it off. Don't ever turn it back on again. If you have a problem with her being the Little Mermaid, how the fuck did you make it this far into this podcast? <laughs> are you not even listening? <laughs> Are we background noise? Are you cleaning your house while you listen to this? Yeah. Anyway. I just, I, I, I get, I, your reaction to this just made me realize that that was the Facebook equivalent of unfriend me now. <laughs> Save me the trouble of having to unfriend you. Um, so, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to say audiences gave this, um, we'll go 88 I feel like the they criticize the live actions uh, a lot. So I'm going to say 88, so a little lower. Um, and I'm going to say that Rotten Tomatoes probably got reviewed bomb. So I'm going to say like 82. So you're saying audience 82. Yeah, audience critics, 82, critics 88. 88. Um, it, <laughs> critics? Now, I'm going to say this, though. It's only been out for a couple of days. A week. Yeah, so no, sorry, you're right. So four it's been, days, it's been out days. four days, uh, and so I think the diehards are the people who bought the tickets first that are there, and they're gonna say that they loved it. Oh, good. Uh, I'm only saying that because I'm looking at the number. Critics, sixty-seven. <gasps> no. Yes. No. Isn't that crazy? They went from ninety-seven. Is that what it was? No, ninety-two to 67 i mean i understand that a lot of people feel that these live action remakes that disney are doing are nowhere near as good as the the animated and in some cases i absolutely agree two two versions where i am against that uh jungle book live action so much better than the animated one and even though i love robin williams i would say that the will smith uh aladdin on par with the animated one I've loved all of the live actions, to be honest with you. The Beauty Beast was great. I think. Um, Did you see Pinocchio? I loved The Lion King. I didn't. Was that a real thing? Yeah, it's on Disney. <laughs> was he a real boy? It's on Disney Plus, and it's got Tom Hanks, and it's in that list of Tom Hanks. What are you thinking over the last few years? Uh, so, uh, audience was 95. 
Oh, good. Good. So that's good. Well, at least the audience has recognized that it was decent. Yeah. Well, we're it's about time for us to wrap up. Um, I would say listen to us next Monday if you want to get our full Gay Days wrap up. We have a busy week oh, of Gay Day God. stuff ahead of us. Ugh. Well, I say that ugh, as in um, I am very happy. Um, but um, it's exhausting. But I'm happy to do it. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Be so until then. The cork is back in the bottle.